Hello and welcome to the Monday Night War Stories. As your no-sell crew goes down a ratings war between WCW and WWF. This week, we're coming off No Way Out a week ago. And we're on the road to greed. I believe we're two weeks away, a week and a half, next Sunday. 13 days. 13 days, okay. And we are about uh, three weeks away from WrestleMania. Four? About a month? Okay. There's a, there's a week in between. Oh, uh, okay. I wonder why. I'm your host, Joseph Lessel. I'm alongside here with the Enforcer, the Human Rights Innovators, Corey Mack. Hey. And the ch 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 chosen one, Michael. El Cabal. Oh, okay. Well, let's start. Our, we're in March, guys. We're in March for Monday nights now. And they're getting smaller and smaller. Well, minimum, minimum. How many days we got left? Blows my mind. Uh, let's start this week off for March 5th, 2001 for Monday Nitro. Commentary team is Tony Schiavone and Scott Hudson. Uh, we're already in the ring with Rick Steiner uh, calling out Booker T and how uh, Booker T was, wasn't a champion at all. He's not on the level of one Scott Steiner. Uh, Booker T can't even beat Rick Steiner. Uh, Booker comes out. Booker tells the that uh, tells the fans that he's gonna whoop Steiner's ass for the fans, and then he says that he will be U.S. champion. Uh, they begin to brawl, and then the match starts between Rick and Booker T. Uh, Shivani mentions that this is a non-title match. He heard it in his headset. Uh, Booker uh, slams Rick into the steps. Steiner with the Steiner line for a two count. Uh, count. Uh, Steiner with a double arm sit-down powerbomb for two. Steiner with a top-rope bulldog for Booker. Um, do you guys, for two, do you guys not like the fact that this has been his finisher for so long that now it's a, a move? Or it's just because it's, it's the times, because, you know. I don't, I think it was Mike who said it last week that he thinks he just couldn't do that all the time anymore for a finisher. Mm -hmm. And I tend to agree with that. I think the DVD is just easier on the body. Mm -hmm. Or do you think it'd be like, not do it unless it's a special moment to you know you get the three count, but it's just that you know. What I mean? If like, wrestling in two thousand and one was still done like wrestling is supposed to be done, yes. But yeah. by now they'd thrown everything out the window, and, you know. And also, um, he's on borrowed time. <laughs> I don't yeah. think he cares. Uh, yeah. Booker <laughs> with the superplex, then the axe kick. Uh, they reverse each other's finishers. Booker goes to the bookend, but after he, uh, but he poses before he can hit it, and then that means Scott Steiner comes out to attack uh, Booker. DDP comes down to make the save. Steiner calls DDP a uh, coward and tells him why he doesn't fight him alone. Booker says uh, he isn't through with Scott, and DDP says that he's the hunter and he will he Then he challenges the Steiners to a tag match tonight with him and Booker. So when Nitro started, when Rick Steiner was yelling at Booker T, I wrote down, I was like, Booker's going to come out. They're going to have a match. Steiner's going to interfere. DDP's going to come out. They're going to make a tag match play before the match even started. Hey, look. There it is. What just happened? Yeah. <laughs> tag match play. There's not a lot of meat on the bone in terms of roster. Uh, uh, so they really have to double up. Yeah. And uh, we're getting a lot of Rick Steiner. But also, it's 
How do the kids say it? Show me that the company has no faith in DDP to be the main guy without telling me they have no faith in DDP to be the main guy. Since the moment Booker's came back, he has been the focal point on the babyface side. Which is the correct call. Yeah. DDP sucks. I, I think I said this last week. But like, I but he's it. the guy in the main event at the world title match at the pay-per-view. Like, at least because they booked that before they knew the reaction Booker T was going to get. Or was Booker T not legitimately ready yet when they booked it? That's a good question. I don't know either way. Because I mentioned this last week, and Corey, you said how you know at this time you know they don't think they're shutting down. They don't but like, it's yeah. like it's like, but like we said, since Booker T arrived, he's now the hey, I'm going to get the championship. You know, I'm like so. Yeah, I mean, it's made the main event at the pay for you a complete afterthought because you know, goddamn well, DDP doesn't have a chance. Yeah, he's not even the focal point going into it. Um, at this point, the guys don't know they're going to shutting down. In a way, they do, because under Bischoff, under Fusiont, if they buy it, Bischoff has announced that they're taking, like, six weeks off. Yep. So they think at most they'll be taking six weeks and then coming back. Which isn't a bad idea, because it gets you through the the mania season. Then you get through (sighs) WWF being giant, and then you can... Because if you're going to start over anyways, why start over in the middle of their biggest season? You might as well just let him get through all their shit and then... But I also worry, like, just six weeks off could... I mean, it might be... Are people going to come back to watch? Well, I mean, this company really died when they took them off for two weeks for basketball playoffs. True. That the company... You we said it on the show. It. We pinpointed Literally it. Literally never recovered in the ratings from that moment. Yeah, it was, it was May. Had nothing to do with the finger pointed him. It was late April, May 1998, and it was never the same after that. Nope. They lost... All important momentum. Um, it was before Goldberg's title run. Like you just you can't. I get it. You can't do that. I get it. The NBA playoffs. I mean, that's a juggernaut. I get it. Like you can move them to you have you have four hundred channels though. You could just right. put them on a channel, right? You don't. You know. You don't want to. You don't want to have a zero. You want to take a mm-hmm. hit, not lose it all. Which I love that. Uh, just real quick comment. I love that current day TNT says that they don't need the NBA to survive. Okay. That's an interesting You, don't, do they, you know what? Do they, I dare you. Do you, <laughs> do you think they did that? They said that more because, like, hey, when Christmas comes around, that 24-hour Christmas story, that's going to save us no, for I the think, year. Uh, no, I think negotiations are coming it, up. Negotiations yeah. are coming up, and they're trying to they're hmm. trying to have big balls and show NBA. Oh, we, which, I, which is funny because they're they're they just it's funny too. That, I think that NBA inside the NBA gets better ratings than the fucking games do. Because in, inside the NBA, they all just signed a. Uh, well, because they work for but they, Turner. Turner, yeah, yeah, so they can yeah. go the NBA. Because yeah. Eric Johnson can just do baseball. He doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, which he's great at. Um, <laughs> like, it'll be interesting. But that's an interesting uh, ploy. Fuck, they moved it to third Tuesdays because of hockey. Yep, <laughs> hockey. Which that's Almost, it's only well. uh, the only sport dumber than soccer is hockey. <laughs> I don't get it. Ugh, uh, commentary brings up tonight, guys. It's going to be Jeff Jarrett versus Dusty Rhodes. All right, and they show the footage of Dusty returning from. Oh, should t- announce that beforehand, but yeah, it's from fine. the twenty surprise return to Dusty Rose. It's fine. Uh, we get a recap <laughs> of Nitro, the cruiserweight tournament of Kidman and Ray defeating Johnny Swinger and Jason Lee. Uh, Was he dressed as Earl? Just <laughs> watching Carson Daly. <laughs> uh, yeah, young Dragons beating the makeshift team of Kiwi and Mike <laughs> Sanders. Yeah. As mm. our next match in the tournament is Air Paris and AJ Styles. Taking on prime time and, and his new partner. So they were teasing it, and I cannot believe I did not put two and together to figure out who it was. Rich kid Romeo. I was like, I didn't put it I was like, who could it be? I was like, of course it's this fucking idiot. 
Of course it is. With, his, kid. Uh, with his smooth theme music and all I, Did he take smooth music and just tweak uh, it like you're like that I will to tell that. you, I didn't hate the presentation and I did not hate him in this match. He no. does the uh, I, Angel Garza like the, rip uh, off the pants. He would have had a future. The vignettes were fucking stupid. Yeah, well. But you I know. liked the presentation a lot. And hey, let's, let's also point out, in terms of presentation, see, Air Paris got that first WWE paycheck and got himself some new gear. That at least is color coordinated. Should have gone to the power plant and learned how to work, though, because he almost killed himself. We'll smash people that later. AJ goes for the baseball slide, but Romeo catches him and slams AJ onto the announce table. He almost killed AJ there. Uh, AJ, uh, Air Paris tries to dive through the middle rope, but gets caught and falls onto (laughs) Romeo. Almost fucking snaps his own neck. I was like, Jesus Christ, dude. Prime time. AJ's like, oh my God. Right? Uh, That's a goof. I'll let him finish, but I have a thought about yeah. that. Uh, Primetime does a crossbody the outside onto Air Paris. AJ moonsaults off the barricade and tries, uh, ties up Primetime for, uh, uh, holds up Primetime for Paris to hit him with a drop kick. Paris styles do a double face buster onto Romeo. Paris with a standing sidekick to Primetime. Uh, commentary brings up NWA Wildside. Was that was? Was that what it was called? Yeah, like I said earlier, that was the where they came from. That was the de facto developmental for WCW. Actually, at one time it was actually under pen and paper. It was under, it was signed as the developmental. But by this point, I think they had already explained that severed ties. They had cut it because for money, I think. Because they brought that up about how AJ and Paris had a year long feud. Yeah, and now they because like most big time companies, they don't fucking respect that idea at all. Just put them as a team instead. Uh, Paris does a jumping somersault to the outside Shout on Romeo. Primetime does a springboard front flip to the outside. AJ hits the springboard crossbody to the outside. Primetime springboard drop kicks Air Paris, who Paris falls off the apron into a power slam by Kid Romeo. Chavo comes out. Uh, Primetime then drop kicks Air Paris into a side slam by Kid Romeo for the win. So uh, what were you going to say, Corey? If you're... Watch. I haven't been. I haven't seen a lot of NWA Wildside. I have the ability to. I just haven't yet. It's time. Uh, I can't believe that there are a group of people, uh, and I mean a lot of the of the hardcore guys back then who thought that he had a bigger upside than AJ Styles. Like it's watch. It's like night and day watching them right here. I'm like he is so clearly better than that guy. But everybody was like, Eric Paris has got the future. I, am, I, am I missing something? I mean, I guess I mean we're getting to the point in the entire business where work weight didn't really matter, and so Eric Paris does the a lot more of the flippy shit. So you know, I in their minds, he is a more of a he has more of an exciting future. But AJ has everything except for a vaccine. Clearly has everything better. clearly better. Uh, although you know, it's funny. Uh, so old uh, old Corny brought this up. I never. It's something I never noticed in a match ever. But now that he said it, I see it. And he's young here, so I'm going to give AJ a pass. But he did the thing where he just did a moonsault without looking behind him, just knowing somebody was going to be there to catch yeah. him. I'm like, yep, young. What if? So, like, you should just pause, look, make sure they're there, and then flip. You shouldn't just climb and flip because right. then yeah. you're telling people, well, I mean, they're going to catch me. It's, it's fake. fake. He doesn't do it anymore, but, like, I'm just like, oh, AJ, no, don't just so, don't just flip. Speaking of corny, and I said you never just take, you should never just take indie guys who feud it for a year and put them as a fucking team. Yep. The biggest example of that would be the Basham brothers in WWE. 
In 2003, they brought them both up and made them a fucking team, shaved one guy's head. Uh, while at the same time, in their own developmental down in OVW, <laughs> they were in the middle of a year-long blood feud that had carried the promotion on its back. Yep. And it wasn't done yet. So Cornette had to come up with an excuse on their TV why these two who are still involved in a bitter blood feud that had a match announced uh, were not only tag team partners, but now amazingly brothers <laughs> on SmackDown. <laughs> like, <coughs> uh, one mo- one had mama's love more than the other, oh I guess, my right? God. <laughs> right? Christ, um, what? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So how they did it, real quick, I'll just tell you. Um, the only thing he can come up with is that because uh, Johnny, everybody knew Johnny Ace was running WWE. And they hey, Vince. Hey, Vince. So Johnny Ace told them if they ever wanted a chance at WWE, they'd have to team up together and, and, and make it work or well, else, I mean, you know. You say yes to that, I guess, uh, at that point. So it was a shitty reason, but the only way he could come up with it because they still to do that He shot. Match. He just yeah. shooted. Like, oh, yeah, the reason why they're not. Christ yeah. almighty. Oh, dumb. Uh, we go backstage with Sean O'Hare and Chuck Palumbo. So O'Hare will be wrestling Lex tonight, and how he will get payback for Palumbo. It's like, you didn't like that uh, Raven Tommy Dreamer tag team. I'm not, not a fan of that. Yeah, no. No, no not, not a little big fan one. of that no, one. No, not at all. <laughs> uh, <laughs> let's see if you guys are a fan of this match. Lex Luger versus Sean O'Hare. It's a, it's a no for me, dog. That's yep. it's, a, it's a no for me, dog. You know, my, my son earlier, uh, I was watching a show, wrestling show, and he asked me, what the definitive uh, definition of the term washed was in wrestling. Someone who's washed up completely. Hmm. And as soon as you said Lex Luger in 2001, it sprang to mind again. Like, there's an excellent example. That's washed. Of someone who is just washed. Yep. Uh, He has gotten everything he could possibly get out of the business and his body, and it is time to walk away. Yep. What happened? Like, for watching it every week, watching him, it happened like in a week. Well, you know what I mean? Like, because Father Time is undefeated, and Father Time will just show the fuck uh, up yeah. whenever it wants to. And it showed up, and we're like, "What has happened?" It was so. weird because, like, when he left in May of two thousand, I mean, it wasn't like he was in his absolute prime, but he was still he was serviceable. He, he was normal, leader. yeah. And he comes back in October, and then that first match back, you're like, "Oh, Father Time!" Ooh, okay, yeah. nice to meet you. <laughs> yeah, and it hasn't been any better since. So no, a really green Sean O'Hare against a. Couldn't couldn't give it to you anymore if I wanted to, Lex Luger. Doesn't sound great. Okay. Uh, O'Hare puts Luger on his shoulders and then slams him down on the mat. Uh, O'Hare does a backward somersault off the top rope and lands on his feet, but then grabs his knee. Luger attacks the knee. It's kind of like um, Sky Two Hotties a couple weeks ago, but this was planned. Uh, Palumbo comes out and checks on O'Hare. Palumbo pulls out Luger and attacks him. Ref's telling Luger to get back in the ring during the beatdown. Uh, Buff runs down with a chair and attacks O'Hare's left knee with it. Buff puts O'Hare's... Uh, I, uh, by the way, he's doing all this. The ref is literally standing next to him. Yeah. And just, like, facing the other direction. I'm like, you you see him. They're not even trying Like, anymore. you like, see what he's doing. Yeah. <laughs> and the you see the like, beatdown. What are you doing? <laughs> hey, uh, hey, uh, Lex, can you get back in the ring, please? Uh, hang on. I'm, get, I'm in a headlock so right now. The, the sheer amount of senioritis going on this on this so company. Dumb. Uh, O'Hare, uh, Buff puts O'Hare's uh, foot in the chair, but then the ref goes, hey, you can't do that, so pulls the uh, <laughs> that's chair not, That's not how you sit in the chair. Yeah. Ref then yells at, as he's yelling at Palumbo, Buff goes for the block, uh, block, oh, he's, Ref's yelling at Palumbo. Ref, Buff goes for the blockbuster on hair, but moves the other way, and Buff hits Fluger. 
Buff is still in the ring and walks in front of the ref. O'Hare hits the shot Tom bomb for the win. Uh, Buff hits O'Hare with the blockbuster, but then Palumbo makes the save. It's like, again. This was ridiculous. Yeah, again. What's going on here? Like, Sean O'Hare shouldn't be the work right in a match in 2001. What are we doing? What are we doing? Uh, we see a limo as, as it's Canyon and Stasiak. <coughs> Excuse me. And I guess they're at a hospital as Canyon's there to... Oh, oh, it was weird. They showed... They clearly showed that limo pulling up to the arena. Yep. And then they go, oh, no, we're at the hospital. I'm like... So is the hospital at the arena? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yes, it is. Uh, Canyon is there to cheer on Miss Jones. Stasiak says, here, give her a uh, eight by ten of me. Cheer, it'll cheer her spirits up. I, I like the gimmick. <laughs> it's hilarious. Then we see Mr. Smooth call, uh, calling someone as he raises up the limo window. His mama? Maybe, might be. We go backstage with uh, Lance Storm insulting Canyon and then... Uh, then Mike Awesome comes out of nowhere to attack Canyon, and then the newest filthy animal, Hugh Morris, comes in. Don't you mean in. Conan? Who did I say? You say Canyon both times you oh, say Canyon. Oh, my bad, Conan. Also, you missed the Chavo promo, first of all. Did well, I? Oh, there, you oh there it is, sorry. Uh, Chavo says Helms uh, should be scared of him since he's champion, and he's going to beat him again. It's all right. I think even the championship title forgot that Chavo was champion. Uh, I'm going to... So we get, I mean, we have, what, four weeks left of this goddamn yep. run here? Save it. No. I, I will... So when Noel, when when Hugh Morris runs in to interrupt this beating that's happening on Conan, yes, there on we go. Conan, on Conan, I came oh. up with a name for him that it kills me. I didn't think of it six years ago. No, huge walrus instead of Hugh Morris. There it is. God damn it! So I just wrote huge walrus a bunch on my notes going forward. <laughs> uh, let's go to our next match. As it's going to be Jeff Jarrett versus. Dusty Rhodes, ooh. That's early in the, early in the show. Really early in the show. Uh, Jarrett's going to put the Rhodes names to rest, as then here comes Dusty, not to the remix American Dream music. And wait a minute, that doesn't look like... It looks like someone in a well, fat like, suit. Like Dusty to me, I don't talking about. Fat suit <laughs> and makeup, Dusty. if you will. Uh, Jarrett says he knew Dusty was ready to fight because he didn't bring a bucket of chicken. God. <laughs> God damn. Jeez. Uh, it's Jer- would be better if they had him wearing the like the red the red leather couch. Oh. <laughs> I don't think Dusty would let them. <laughs> no one touches my red leather. That's couch. because obviously Dustin has patterned them into leather pants yeah. now. That's a weird outfit. <laughs> I don't know what he's doing. Uh, Jarrett uses his bionic elbow for the win. Uh, Dustin Rhodes comes out to attack Jarrett. Uh, he hits the bulldog, then fake Dusty slowly rips off his makeup. It's funny, but. And it's not funny, no. Bone. It is one nature boy, Ric Flair. I hate how the announcers, however, had to wait until he had almost all of it off to be like, that, that's Ric Flair, when it was so fucking obvious. So you know what I noticed? It was Ric Flair. And it's it's not something he, I don't think he realized he does. It's just something he does. I recognized it by his Colorado lockup. Yep. Because he does that's a hop. It. He hops in yep. and he does yeah. it. I was like, oh, it's Flair. I was like, that's Flair. That's it, exactly it where I spotted it. completely gave it away. Like, I, guess, I don't think it's that he can subconsciously, like, he doesn't really he does it. Yep. He just does it. That's funny. That's exactly what I picked up. Yep. So they double team him um, until the real Dusty comes out to make the save. Flair tells Rhodes that he's a dead man. Flair wants security to take him out of the building because they don't work for WCW. Dusty tells uh, Jeff Jarrett, uh, starts to ramble about Jarrett's dad. About how he serves his rats. Yep. Hmm. Uh, Dusty calls Flair an extra on the list because there's a superstar, a star, 
And now you're just an extra. Now you're just an extra. Which I love Flair's look of total disgust. Eyes got huge. Yeah. Like, how dare you? Uh, Flair and Jarrett go back in the ring, and but the Rhodes fight them off. Then Flair challenges the Rhodes to a match at Greed, as it will be Jarrett and Flair versus the Rhodes. And they accept, as Dusty says, that uh, uh, Jarrett can kiss his uh, big old ass. My big old fat white ass. So, if you will. Two things. Yes. I am not going to sit here and say Dusty Rhodes can't cut a promo. It's not what I'm saying. Not the best. All time great. Yeah. This was not good. No, it wasn't. This was a real bad promo. And honestly, if this was what they were going to build to, this should have been done the first night he came back because that crowd reaction was fucking amazing when he came back the first time. The yeah. crowd reaction here, not so much. Because um, he, he ran, like, beforehand didn't, uh, didn't he, help. He, you know? like, he rambled about it was rough. something about Jeff Jarrett's dad. And I'm like, what about his dad? It, it was rough. What can I write notes about? Oh, uh, I can't? Okay. The funny line, Ryan's never going to break because Tony's trying to sell the match. He says, and I quote, if there's a bigger news item in the world of professional wrestling, I want to see it. Well, about that. Just uh, give it about two weeks. <laughs> You're going to find one. <laughs> that was epic. Epic foreshadowing. Epic foreskin. <laughs> Uh, we're going to recap of what just happened in the ring. Our next match is going to be Chavo Guerrero versus Shane Holmes, who comes out with a new little stage girl, like Nitro it's Girls. girls. Yeah, it's Nitro Girls. But they come out dancing It's a sugar, sh- it's a sugar Smacks. I mean, uh, yes. Sugar Smacks? Hey, yes. Yeah. And uh, big fan of this presentation. Comes off like a star. For the breaker. How about Shane Holmes learning the words to the song and the dance moves? How about that? Yep. Hey, he's, for uh, he's coming off like a star now. For the breaker. I kind of like the entrance song. I do, too. Yeah, it's growing on me. Yeah. It gets them away from what is now a really cold three count. Mm. Hey, I still love that song. So. But I know, but yeah. more and courageous together. It's like, eh. yeah. You like you'd miss Tank Abbott? <laughs> and his uh, salad tongs. Uh, Chavo sneak attacks Helms, throws him to the post. Helms with a tilt rule backbreaker and a frog splash to the outside. Helms was going to do a, sli- a slingshot move to the inside, but Romeo and Primetime come out to pull him off the apron. Uh, Chavo with a crossbody to the outside. Romeo and Primetime trip up Helms and distract the ref. Uh, Helms jumps over the ropes and hits a front flip onto both of uh, Primetime and uh, Romeo. Romeo then runs into the ring and hits, uh, and Helms throws him out. Ref looks at and yells at Romeo, but Primetime comes in and... Uh, Oh, him and Chavo hit like the heart attack move. Chavo holds him and then primetime clotheslines him. Chavo with a brain buster for the win. Here's a name I did not know I would be saying on Nitro this late in the game. Ricky Rackman is here showing highlights of uh, the Nitro night on campus from like last night. Ricky Rackman. He doesn't even like doing this. Hey, and I'm Ricky Rackman. Keep bringing him back. It must have been a multi-year contract for this and this only. Like, how it, the fuck does he still have a job multi-years in? That dude sucks. I don't get it. I don't know. There was no way MTV better. <laughs> Nobody. Not a I, single Dave, person. Dave Sway, Holmes, Sway wasn't doing Dave something. Dave Holmes. Uh, Dude, I remember Paulie Chris Shore. Chris Hardwick was a weird. <laughs> Paulie Shore was busy. Like, uh, like Chris Hardwick in there do something? Like, Jesus Christ. Well, I remember in 99, in, in real time, I was like, Dude, it's been like a decade since he was relevant on MTV. Like, what? Are, what? What is happening here? You couldn't get Kurt Loder. I was like, God, he'll you people too. I was like, Kurt Loder isn't busy. Come on, what are we doing? What, here? what is? His, it was Jesse. 
the the I want to be at VJ. They had Dave Holmes and the Jesse guy. Can you imagine Kurt Loder would just shit all over yeah. it. It was super serious. Stuff Loder, yeah. I know, right? You know, he should be manager for Team Canada. I can be serious for a minute. Uh, uh, I'll take it from here, nurse. As we see, show. as we oh, see. Speaking of fucking creepy, I'll take it from here, nurse. Jesus Christ, this segment was creepy as, as fuck. Canyon walks in dressed like a doctor, looking at Miss Jones. No, who's for, a, well, her, it'll hold that record for about another forty minutes. <laughs> hold my yeah, let's pan. see. Uh, which, what, let's see who had the weirdest segment of the night. Nope. Uh, Miss Jones in the neck brace as she she starts to scream, but he covers her mouth. Uh, don't uh, scream! Don't scream! It says that the cat don't has scream. to get like through. You uh, he has to get through uh, him. Uh, then a shirtless cat shows up and brawls. So he, I'm they confused. did a terrible job of filming it. He was just laying in the bed, and, like next. I was yeah. like, what? Why were you just pre- laying there shirtless? I prefer the theory that a shirtless cat just normally walks around hospitals when he's in town. And- Trolling for make, nurse makes a wish stuff, and but mostly to see if he can get it with a nurse. Uh, Canyon knocks it down, uh, knocks the cat down. Canyon's gonna hit Miss Jones uh, with a the crutch, a crutch. Yeah, but cat saves her. Cat's gonna use the crutch, but Canyon low blows him and then uh, runs and runs him into a cart. Canyon's gonna do something to Miss Jones, but the cat smashes something over his head. Then the cat then decides to use the paddles on his butt. It just electrifies him. I'm going to electrify your ass. I. What the fuck was this? This was terrible. Oh my god. This was god awful, and I was convinced it was going to be the absolute worst thing we saw on Monday. Right. (laughs) Well, as we just said, wait 40 minutes. I was like, nothing could, nothing could beat this. Nothing compares to you, beer. Uh, Let's go. Our our next match is going to be Mike Awesome versus Hugh Walrus. Huge walrus. Mm. Goo 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 jube. Uh, Morse throws Awesome to the crowd. Awesome jumps off the barricade and shoulder tackles Morse. Awesome with a over the top uh, rope splash for two, then a sit down power bomb for two. Awesome with the top rope clothesline. Morse has a back body drop, but Storm comes in and pulls Morse out of the ring. Storm tries to throw Morse into the barricade, but he reverses it. And throw Storm into it. Awesome with an over-the-top rope shoulder tackle. Awesome goes for the top rope splash. Poses. And you know he's going to miss. Morris with a DDT and no laughing matter for the win. But then Storm comes in and puts him in the maple leaf. And then Conan comes out and makes the save. Uh, This sucked. I thought it needed about 140% more Shane Douglas. You know, I yeah, I, could, I could see that. I've been I have been pretty good. Shane uh, Shane Douglas free. You've been, you've been missing him. That's what you're saying. I don't miss him. No he one misses him. He, yeah, he's Stop crying this. on the inside. No, nothing compares <laughs> <laughs> to you. Let's go to the main event. Just add the Shane Douglas drop in every song. <laughs> yeah. uh, <laughs> jitterbug. Ha 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 ha. Tequila. <laughs> <laughs> Tequila. Now, dun 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 dun
What? What? Yeah. No. Wait, is he straight, is he goes with straight shooting with Stevie Ray? Uh, what it, a weird WCW it, it late nineties podcast. It's going to Discord. It has one. ended because Zen said if we do a bet down the line that one of us has to listen to like an. Oh, what do you mean has God. to? You mean gets to? Um, Does Kid Rogo have a podcast? Um, no. Is he dead? But it was called <laughs> Franchised with Shane Douglas. Well, I, mean, I would hope so. I figured it would be called Dick Flash Socks. Uh, it ended in 2021. Should have been called Fat Tammy. Suck on the my road. Balls. It's a lot of ECW talk. You don't well, say. I would hope so. <laughs> I hope he doesn't break down in my new show, his WCW run. <laughs> I'll talk about Dean Douglas. And- uh, we have Pro Wrestlers vs. Zombies. He has a WrestleMania 36 review. Hostile City. How long are these episodes? Hour and a half, hour 50. One's two hours and it was Bash at the Beach. Or it says AEW's Bash at the Beach. They did have one, remember? Oh, yeah, they did. Um, uh, so I kind of want to know what Shane Douglas thinks of WrestleMania 36. One's about I got to be honest. I kind of want to know what he thinks about it. Because that was the empty one inside the fucking performance center. So I, mm. I kind of want to find out. For homework next week. <laughs> I want to hear him ramble about the uh, Firefly Funhouse match. But like, it's all, but it's all like, all of it. It's like ninety-one Rumble. Uh, there's a TNA one, Hostile WrestleMania thirty-six. Jesus, you want to know the honest truth? It's it's a favorite gift because he does suck in WWE. But he's actually, in my opinion, he was actually fairly decent as a backstage interviewer in TNA. Yeah, the guy who he did the Mean Gene role. And he wasn't terrible. And it wasn't about getting himself over either. Like, he just legitimately did it. There's a lot of, there's a couple New Jack ones and a couple. Did he tell anybody to blow it up their ass? No. Yeah. Well, that sucks. Was he wet? No. <laughs> no. Uh, man event Steiner Brothers versus DDP and Booker T. Uh, Rick, before the match, challenges Booker T to a title match at Greed, because that's what a heel does. Uh, Scott says DDP is talking out of his ass, and uh, if he thinks he can outsmart Steiner. The Shouldn't only thing, be difficult. Uh, the only thing DDP has on Scott is that DDP runs in the crowd, and they all look the, like, white trash. Fair. Where were they this week? Yeah, oh, sorry. It was... Come college. Clemson, maybe? I didn't write it down for some reason. Because I didn't say it. Because Steiner was already in the ring. What stupid fucking college were they South at? South Carolina. I'm looking at Brian now. Uh, March 5th, 2001. They were in Greensville, South Carolina. Oh, like Greensville. Or just Greenville. It's an important building. He finally found the S that goes on the end of S.A. Rios' name. It's in the middle of South Carolina. I got it. Um, Booker T uh, accepts the challenge and says that DDP he will be champion just like DDP will Uh, DDP goes after Scott while Booker T goes after Rick DDP with a crossbody to the outside Booker with a super kick super kick DDP with a top rope clothesline to Scott Scott runs DDP in the turnbuckle and puts him in the tree row and chokes him out Uh, Scott throws Booker into the barricade and then uses a chair on Book Steiners keep Book away from DDP. I'm going to sneeze. Oh, excuse me. Had to call it out. Bang. Uh, bang down. DDP with a hot tag as he DDTs Rick. Uh, Scott with a belly belly on, D- on DDP. Booker and Scott fight at the uh, top of the stage. 
Uh, starting with the top rope bulldog, but DDP kicks out. We cut to the back as the Magnificent Seven is gang beating up Booker in the back. Rick hits the German <laughs> suplex. Uh, is that a hate crime? Yep, probably is. Uh, DDP reverses the DBD and hits the diamond cutter for the win. As then DDP goes through the crowd like he should, like a like coward. Bitch. There is, but Scott Steiner's there and attacks him. But hey, we, Steiner, I'm still crushing the back of the head. Yeah, uh, but we run out of time. God, he sucks. Ugh, he's so lame. Einstein. I just like that was a shitty raw or nitro. Is is DDP at that point? The DX was like you just don't fit anymore. You, you are so fucking yeah. lame, dude. I hell, yeah. I'll say this: DX God, DX would fit right now. DDP still won't. No, they wouldn't. Mm. It, they were played out. Yeah, if that's a perfect comparison, he is played out in this space. It's like just like DX was PG insults. Hey, Einstein. Like, Scott Steiner will literally tell you to suck his big dick on live TV. Do like Einstein would fit in '96 or '97 right? still. But this is this is God. He's lame. This is rough. Yeah, he's he doesn't fit. He needs to ixnay. You want to see what uh, what might not fit? What we're about to talk about on Monday Night Raw. A little segment coming up. Well, it's got to be better than Nitro. Nitro sucked. Monday Night Raw, March fifth, two thousand one. We're in Washington D.C. The MCI Center. Jim Ross and Paul Heyman. What a way to debut him, too. He does his own introduction after not being on screen, after JR talks for like six minutes straight. Yeah. I uh, wonder who didn't want to put him over. Hmm, weird. He uh, uh, he shoots on the Jerry Lawler thing. He brings it up. I was like, oh, I'm going to leave it to Paul Eater to bring it up. And to his credit, he walked out with her. JR, I don't know why I deserve this. But where there's chaos, there's opportunity. Don't they actually hate each other? Yes. Uh, well... Or hey, did hates a little strong. Um, they don't hate each other. Uh, Jesse Ventura and Jim Ross hate each other. These two are just combative. It's like the ultimate New Yorker and Southern guy, like dynamic. They don't hate each other, but they're not exactly best friends either. Um, but with them, I actually found it made a good working dynamic. Not just here, but in WCW, they were the same way. And I thought, unlike where Ross and Ventura would just bicker and take away, these guys do it in a way where it's still about the product, and their chemistry's good. It, it doesn't match Ross and Lawler, but, you know, the what can you do? Whoever, like, you know, what what, do what can you do? Outside of Gorilla and Bobby, maybe, oh my like, God. there's nothing better than, you know what I mean, Jaron King or the... They're the there, so. Yeah, they're, they're, like, if not 1A, 1B. Yeah, so... Um, tonight we're gonna get Undertaker and Kane versus. Hear me out, Haku. <sighs> you don't say. And Rikishi. No way. Would you have had Paul Heyman talk about it, or would you just moved on? I don't. Th- I think he was gonna do what he wanted to do anyway. <laughs> like, I don't think. <laughs> I, even that first day on the job there, I think he was gonna do what he wanted. Um, no, I think you had to have him say something because it's like you can't go from. Seven years of Lawler to all of a sudden, like, what's this guy doing here? And to the smart fans who know who he is, it's already a pop. But to those who don't know. Who did Lawler replace? Bobby Heenan. Uh, Well, hold on. I was like, it didn't go right from Bobby to Lawler. No, it didn't. It it famously went Bobby Heenan, Shawn Michaels, 
Johnny Polo. Hey, Raven, right? Yeah, then Shawn Michaels. They did a rotating crew. Cornette did it for a couple Shawn weeks. Shawn Michaels. Yeah, Sh- Shawn Michaels and Vince McMahon were the play group for Raw for months. That sounds terrible. Yeah. I mean, Savage did it in 94. Um, but, yeah, no, it, it really settled down once it became McMahon. Why was Shawn? Was he hurt? Yeah, well, it was famously during that whole, he, he conned Vince into doing the whole, well, he was ahead of the curve, really. Do the whole Roddy Piper thing in 94 where he didn't work, but he was like still Diesel's manager and did his talk show thing, but he didn't work. Like he didn't wrestle from WrestleMania 10 until like the August 1st episode of Raw. He's, he, he didn't work at all. Like, so he did commentary. and did Was this. he cycling off? No, he, he, <laughs> he figured out if I don't wrestle all the time, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look more important. And it worked. It absolutely fucking wrong. worked. It's weird. It's weird that he chose the year where they arguably needed him in the ring most. <laughs> but maybe you know what? Smart move. Like you know, workers work. I, I'll bring this up now because I didn't. I don't know if I wrote notes, but I know this happened. Uh, a lot of times during the night, Paul Heyman would go, "This match just went extreme," and Jr. at one moment's like, "Enough with your goddamn extreme shit." I think they did that on purpose. I think so too. I think it was too. Because people were expecting it, and I think they wanted to get it out of the system and, and cycle back to and the And, like, product. every match, he would say, like, this match has got extreme. And then, like like I said, Jared's just like, cut the shit. Enough with this extreme crap. Because famously, the one person who hates that stuff the most is Paul Heyman. Like, he won't even visit the old ECW arena. He's not, he doesn't have any kind of nostalgia for it. It's just, you know. Well, I mean, people are still waiting for paychecks. So he don't, he don't yeah. apply to people who still don't <laughs> get paid. So. That too. Hey, hey, when did you know you're not getting a paycheck? Uh, t- this night? Yeah, when I saw him sitting next to Jim <laughs> Ross on Raw, I figured... <laughs> that, 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 that check's not clearing or coming. I, I think I figured the company doesn't exist anymore. Uh, we started the show off with a promo <laughs> by Triple H with Stephanie. Oh, uh, yeah, don't say. Triple H says I, it's ho- diff- ho- Hold on, hold on, hold on. I'll jump right into it. Yes. Uh... This is not what they're going for, but he's getting giant cheers. This dude is over like a motherfucker. He is getting, I mean, like the superhero entrance helps, but he is getting over in the you, way they don't want. You mean you have a guy look like a badass and beat the big names and and it worked. And the fans respond yeah, to that. Weird, right? Go figure. <laughs> Who would have thunk? I noticed that immediately. I was like, Jesus, that's a that was a that was a that was a babyface pop. He did the best he could, but, uh, you know, they like the dude. I like to say that it's not due to the little things so much, but let's be honest. The change to that theme music made a world of difference in his career. It helped so much. Right? Um, yeah. It yeah. did. It really did. Uh, he says it would be difficult for him to come out and gloat for 10 minutes. He says uh, this week is more difficult because he destroyed and beat Stone Cold. Triple H just wants to ram it down each and everyone's throat. Uh, oh, hello. Uh, Triple H says that he was watching Raw last week uh, and talks about Rock, talks about how he's the great one and how he's the champion. Again, Stone Cold comes out. Triple H heard the biggest piece of crap out of the Rock's mouth. At WrestleMania, the two biggest names in the WWF will be going one-on-one. Triple H says that The Rock needs to realize that Triple H is the guy that's been kicking his ass since day one. Triple H talks about what he did and said that, uh, that you know what he did at No Way Out? He beat Austin twice. Two straight falls. And Triple H has a problem with that. 
Triple H says he's going to finish what he should have done a while ago. Triple H, Triple H says that he uh, is going to go to WrestleMania and be the King of Kings and be in the main event. So he calls out Triple H. I mean, calls out Stone Cold. Stone Cold comes out. Huge pop. Uh, Austin charges the ring. They brawl. Angle comes out and help uh, fights Austin. Angle and Triple H are double teaming. Austin Rock comes out. Rock goes after Angle as Triple H brawls with Austin. So I'm torn on this segment. I like this promo. But I'm torn because, A, if you look at it from a kayfabe point of view, he's correct. Everything he said is absolutely correct. But if you pull back and look at it objectively, it's not the best way to sell your main event in WrestleMania. But, hey, these two guys suck. I should be in it. Uh, don't watch this. They don't deserve it. I'm like, well, it's not the best way to sell your main event. But kudos to you. It's, it's weird because this is during... They decided to take stuff that was being talked about publicly and make it a little bit of the storyline. There was like a groundswell of people who wanted to, who wanted them to make it a, a triple threat because triple H had dominated both for the full year and was just getting fucked at mania yeah. time. Like, Hey, by the way, awesome. Everything you did now go down to the mid card. Uh, cause if you're not in the main event of mania, you're, you're in the, the mid card. Mid card. <laughs> um, plus they pl- pl- plans are fluid. And things were changing. The main, ev- uh, the main event was going to be Rock Austin. They weren't going to add him to it. But the other matches underneath weren't set in complete stone. Mm-hmm. And there are things that are changing fluidly, as we'll see uh, over this week of TV. Um, they seem to kind of just give up on things real quick and it, move on. It's like the crazy thing about... Triple H is the fact that like in this time frame, Triple H is still that one guy, and and Henny's been it since his singles career started after leaving DX. It's like he's like, hey, I'm the man. I need to be in the main event. It's Becky I- Lynch. No, that's true. Uh, that he needs to be the man. He needs to be the main event. You know, like I like that because isn't that what everybody's supposed to be doing in the wrestling world? But. No one else does, but when someone, you know what I mean? Like, it's, I get it. You have Austin and Rock that's in stone, but it's just like, I like the fact that he's like, dude, I like this promo, but it's also like, we just had a fatal four-way in the last meeting. And it wasn't well-received. Yeah. Do you go back to, do you just do Angle and Triple H, mainly? I think at this point, it's what they're setting up, right? As far as this show on Raw that we're talking about, that's what they're setting up. That's what it appears to be. Because neither one of them have anything to do, really. Uh... I wrote it down here. I know what happens next time. I'm just going to talk about it here. So when they come back from commercial, they announce there's a tag match main event. It's about to start, yeah. I was just like, fuck, we just did this on Nitro. I was like, granted, this is a much better version of that, but we literally just fucking did this. The same fucking thing. Mm -hmm. God damn it, dude. Like, it's not there. You can't help us what WCW did, you know. But fuck, man. Because we uh, come back from commercial and Regal is trying to calm down Angle as Angle says he's not leaving until The Rock gets back out here. Regal tells Angle that, you know, he just came from Vince's office and it's going to be Angle and Triple H versus The Rock and Austin tonight. But Angle wants Rock now. Uh, Too Cool comes out. 
Um, so Angle attacks too cool. So was Scotty not actually hurt a couple oh, weeks ago? Oh, no. This is the result of that. Right? He did get hurt and had, needs to take, have surgery. Okay. So let's write him off. Okay. I was just like, because they, only because they referenced that he was actually hurt in the segment he yeah. got hurt in, so it was weird to have him do this. I well, guess no, that just puts more heat on Kurt Angle. So He's already hurt in this bullying. He attacks Angle. He breaks Scotty's angle. I love the fake sound, by the way, they threw in. Jesus Christ. Uh, Scotty gets it's stretched. Sid's audio. If we get stretched out, commentary brings up that earlier today, Vince told the radicals that they get a title. One of them gets a title shot against Chris Jericho, but everybody wants the title shot. Benoit says that he should be the man because he truly deserves it. Eddie says it should be Benoit since he's the leader. Benoit then tells Eddie that, you know what, you deserve it. They go back and forth on who should get it. Benoit says that Eddie deserves it because it's Jericho who took him out. Corey's going to like this. I like into the segment to Vin and Paul acting. How do you feel about that, Corey? Mm. This was fucking brutal. This was so bad. This was terrible. And I guess that is exactly what it was like. Coincidentally... Are, are they doing a rib on Jericho, or is he being buried? This motherfucker defends the title multiple... Every show they have, he's, there's no kind of title defense. They say that verbatim on SmackDown when we get to it. Yeah, it's like, Jesus. Like, uh, it's defended more every now Every fucking time. I, I think they're making up for it in current day. That's why it's never defended. Right? I, honestly... It seems to me at this point that he has gotten past that uh, he can't work shit. It's not like he's one of the mainstays on TV they can put on there who like has a good match. Well, it's true. So it's true. I mean, in a show, you know, in a show famous that they don't focus on the wrestling on the weekly television shows. It's you can throw him out there and kill twelve minutes of TV, which is the living embodiment of what he does Thursday. Anyway. Uh, Benoit <laughs> comes out, joins commentary as our next match will be Eddie Guerrero versus Chris. You say Chris he joins Jericho. commentary. Well, he joins commentary like, Chris, your your mic's on. Chris, your mic's on. This, and he's like, I know. This was great, actually. I thought it fit perfectly with his character. Uh, Eddie puts Jericho in a gory stretch as Jericho is at a uni- unique submission move. Unique New York. Unique. You know, he didn't watch some fucking Mexicans wrestle. <laughs> uh, Jericho counters it into his own gory special and then slams Eddie to the match. Jericho puts, uh, hits the bulldog and misses the lion's salt. Eddie rolls Jericho up for a close two. Uh, Eddie chops Jericho so that you can hear it from the nosebleed section. Uh, Jericho throws Eddie in the corner, but Eddie hits the ref. Jericho gets, uh, goes to the superplex, but Eddie knocks him off, and Eddie misses the frog splash. Benoit leaves with both men laying on the ground and hits Eddie with the flying headbutt as Jericho makes the cover for the win. The Radicals come out and walk past Benoit and want to check on Eddie. Leg gasp. The, the, the crippler turned. That son of a bitch. I'm still confused, though, because in typical WWF fashion, he's clearly the heel, but being set as the baby face. Yep. yep. He's the one that tore the group apart. Yep. He's the one that turned on Eddie. Yep. He's the one that did everything. Yep. He's acting like a heel. Yep. But much like Orton and Legacy, uh, ten or nine years later, somehow he's the babyface in this. It makes sense. Yeah. And they're the heels. Well, remember, uh, Eddie um, banged two hot chicks, so he's forever a heel because China. There yeah. it is. Uh, backstage. So, uh, Hardy, and Dean Lincoln apparently has a small dick now. I don't know. I don't know what's happening with this guy. 
Uh, Hardys are talking with each other, and Lita comes and says, "Hold on, her- hold on, hold on. Before, hold on, and before we get to that, Dean Malenko, like the whole thing for last year, he has a big dick. Yeah. Why is Terry with Saturn? Wouldn't Terry be all about Dean? Oh come on, like they're not sharing. I, I don't know that you share, Terry. They visit the Eiffel Tower multiple I th- times. I think Dean just with that giant dick. What I've heard from New Terry. Jack, I don't think so about that, Jack. So. Yeah. Let's go backstage with the Hardys in New York to you, sir. There it is. Uh, the Hardys are talking. The leader comes up saying, hey, it's, uh, my net match is next. As uh, Matt tells Lita that she can't go alone. But Jeff's like, hey, we should just finish what we're talking about. And he's like, no, we can do that later. Yeah, like Jeff's like, look, I don't want to fucking be a third wheel out the ringside because you're fucking her. Uh, we have our own match to talk about. And Matt's like, that does not what's important. No, he's like, <laughs> we don't worry about what's important first. I was like. Not your tag title match? Yeah. All right. Checks out. Uh, we see Al Snow having a rally uh, in the arena saying he should be commissioner. Snow has some little people with him saying that, hey, he has a ton of them in his basement. Uh, Heyman then says, we never uh, ha- never did little people in ECW, and WWF shouldn't do that either. I did like that a lot. Uh, what, what are those little people look so familiar? What are them? Oh, interesting. Our next match is Lita with the Hardy Boys versus Ivory with Steven and Val for the WWF Women's Championship. Hard pass. Mm-hmm. Ivory with a sidewalk slam. Lita sends Ivory to the top, uh, over the top rope to the outside. Uh, Lita hits Ivory with a splash. RTC in the Hardys brawl. Jeff runs off the barricade and tries to clothesline Val, but Val sidesteps him and Jeff clotheslines Lita. Ivory hits Lita with a reverse neck breaker for the win, and then the argues. Hardy's argue while Lita says it's okay. She never standing there. So I'm Lita. Look what she was wearing. This is a terrible match. Yeah. It was god awful. Uh, I mean, go, yeah, but it's not the worst one that happened on Raw, so. <laughs> we go backstage with Kevin Kelly with Kurt Angle. Uh, Kelly wants to know uh, does Sky deserve that? Angle, uh, Angle says he heard it snap. Uh, it's, he says it, it was a message sent to The Rock in Austin. Angle deserves respect. He's the best in the world. He's tired of being behind. He's tired of being Austin's and Rock's whipping boy. And Angle says, "Get an ambulance ready because one of them's going into it." Ambulance match got it. Our next match. uh, I think he just made that noise because of our next match. As we've seen this for the past month and a half, Kane and the Undertaker versus Rikishi and Haku. Hold on. So before they go to the commercial, they do the thing where they're walking to the ring, right? Yep. So Taker is, of course, out in the garage by his bike. That's fine. But he's walking in, and he walks by Kane. Why was Kane standing by the semi-trucks? There is no logical reason why he's just standing there. It is. Uh, Kane's a semi-truck driver. <laughs> like, no, he's... What, was he snowman? What the fuck is this? He's, he's, a, he's a semi-truck enthusiast. Yeah. A lot of people don't know that about Kane. Smoking the Man at 4? Yeah. Oh, Kane is snowman? If they could have, if they yes. could have, how Undertaker drives his motorcycle around the ring... Kane would have done that with a semi. But <laughs> Around the ring. <laughs> runs motherfuckers yeah. over. Takes but out row eight. That's the thing. They don't want manslaughter to happen, so uh, he just has to stare at them. And Tim walks by, and he's like, hey, Kane's like, what's up, brother? You know like, why? What he, is happening? Do you why know do you think he was so willing to be diesel? Yeah. He always has those face-offs with the <laughs> semis going, I, he has a face-off with them going, I used to be you, now look at me. I'm a monster. Uh, At one point, this was the WrestleMania match, by the way. 
Uh, this is the moment where... Uh, Shout to 20. Heyman says things are about to get extreme, and Jared says, I've had enough of you saying things are going to be get no, extreme. No, I mean, I mean Taker and uh, Kane against Rikishi and, and Haku. So that's that what the, I thought they were building towards. That was the planned That's what it match. felt like they were building towards, because they weren't, like, touching for some ungodly reason. Well, they had to uh, abort yeah. ship. I mean, it's a good abortion. Uh, Haku with a drop kick to Undertaker. <laughs> Ming's in the match. Get them clothes hangers. Uh, Rikishi with a leg drop to Undertaker. Rikishi with a corner splash. Undertaker choke slams Haku for the win. We go backstage. You don't say. Yep. We see. Uh, it's Ming, man. Come on. What the fuck are we doing? We go backstage and Trish arrives telling Michael oh. that she's going to say everything in the ring. I'm going to Jeff Mack right down here. I'll just put this down for a minute. I'm need verbatim what happened. Uh, I'm Trish, need to reenact it actually. Uh, Trish well, comes. Play both parts. Trish comes out and talks about how last week she Her was test. embarrassed. Uh, she says that uh, she shows the footage of last week of the, the McMahon's cheering on her and pulling, pouring slop onto her. Trish tells Vince to come out and she's going to tell him off. Right, guys? Wrong. She says, "I'm sorry." Trish knows there's only one dominant woman in the WF, and that is one Stephanie. She is sorry. Vince wants to know uh, how sorry Trish is. Vince wants Trish to prove, her, prove herself. So tells Trish to get on her hands and knees and barks like a dog. Trish barks. Then Vince tells her to take off her clothes. So she strips down to her bra and under, underwear. And then Vince says, take off the bra. As she's about to, Vince says, nope, that's enough, and then puts the uh, her his jacket around her. He says that Trish uh, uh, says people don't know how the, how far, or Trish tells Vince that she, people don't know how far she will steep to degrade herself for Vince. Vince tells the fans, since they know about politics, that they can get their own prostitute. It was rough then, and it was rough now. Rough, I see what you did. This or, is famously the. This is uh, the first moment where Paul Heyman got uh, in trouble uh, in WWE for uttering the immortal line, "Hey, mom, I get to go to w- Washington D.C. and I'm going to get to see Bush." I popped. It was a good line. Yeah, it was a good line. That got him in big trouble. <laughs> but if Lawler had said that, you're right. Fine. Puppies, puppies. Um, this was rough. This man. was fucking brutal to watch, and like we knew it was coming. Like we knew this. I thought it was existed. after. I uh, thought it was after. I knew it wasn't after because of what we get. Yeah, later. The payoff. Famously, Jesus. Famously, I hold up the last two weeks with Trish. Whenever somebody says that this is the morally upright company that. Doesn't or degrade the, women the or their workers the or yeah or this is the greatest era and this and I'm like really just you know did you enjoy that um, uh, wow can I try something bold here well, go ahead dude defend it no no no, <laughs> no first of all I'll talk like my women degraded spin it forward in a positive light kudos to Trish. For getting through this and having a legitimate run and being a legitimate Hall of Famer. Yeah. Because a lot of people would have been like, fucking deuces, dude. 
fuck this. Thank you for saying that, because I also wanted to... You know how everybody thinks, like, Austin won King of the Ring and became Stone Cold the next night? A year and a half later. So, like, everybody forever. thinks that she she becomes this fixture on TV and uh, a positive in the women's division, like, right after this. Um, she's not on TV for, like, three months after Mania. Like, she's a complete forgotten entity after all of this. It just happens by accident that they decide to bring the women's title back in November, and she's actually the best of the bunch of the women that they had out there. It was completely accidental. Yeah. Anybody who thinks this is why, pay attention. Don't feed. Don't believe the shit they feed you. Actually, watch it. That's all you gotta do is watch. It's probably good for her that she went off TV for things. Oh my was labeled God. like not this be is... seen. This was so terrible. It was. I hate this company. Sad times so much, and this is the shit that makes me just go. So, Ugh. I don't think anything that happens the rest of this time is going to be worse than this. I don't. No, this no. is pretty much the bottom of the barrel. So, where would you rate this as far as segments, either then or going forward till now, as far as like the worst segments in wrestling history? Where would you rate this? What is this up with? Because it's like, near the top for sure. Like in terms of cringy. offensive or just bad? Uh, cringy, I guess both, but mostly above. cringe. But I mean, I guess both. Uh, it's near the top of cringe. Because uh, near the top of cringe. For in sure. terms of all time bad segments, especially in the Monday Night Wars, we may never beat Piper's team auditioning for spots for half an hour. Yeah, but so that <laughs> became just like bad funny. So I guess yeah. I mean cringe. So cringe. I guess, this is the. I mean, is there anything up with it? I guess. Is there anything that's debatable that could be as bad? I'm trying to think of the bad. I'm trying. Well, that's after this. I know that's what I'm saying. But even going forward, yes. Booble saying like even up to current day. Yes, Katie Vick, um, Billy and Chuck's gay wedding. I can put the. I'll put. They got in a lot of trouble with Glad uh, because they played it off as real, and then did a bait and switch wrestling storyline. They don't bait and switch, Corey. I, it's not cringe, but it's just bad. It's the the, the new day time traveling crap. The, yeah, that yeah. was bad, but not cringe. Um, I saw you know, Randy Orton telling Eddie or Ray, Eddie's not in heaven; he's in hell. That that was cringy. So back then, sort of it was. Looking back on it, the Triple H Stephanie wedding. I mean, yeah. literally raping kidnapping. Yeah, it's still raping. So I, mean, I mean, the nation. I mean, DX and blackface. I didn't defend that. Uh, it was funny, the but defend it. Locker you know? Hey, Rock. Hey, hey, oh, Rock. Yeah. Don't forget the Nation <laughs> of Domination's locker room spray painted with uh, racial... Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean... Hey, hey, Rock. What are you cooking? Uh, so, anything outside of this company, Corey? That no, like, that's why I was trying to... pretty much just this company. I'm trying to think, like... I know WCW did terrible shit, but... Not nothing, like this. Nothing like this. I mean... The only one that... Honestly, it was just me was the Macho Man... That's, theoretically beating the fuck out of some women. That's the closest yeah. I can think of. Same for men. Um, oh, let's not forget Paige, this uh, brutal uh, Reed Flair line to fucking Charlotte and the lead up to that pay-per-view match. Uh, it was damn. Like, uh, I mean, Piggy James. Piggy James, Piggy yes. James. Piggy James. The Vicky Guerrero fat jokes for like three years from, by the way, John Cena, hashtag be a star. I mean, Lawler just going crazy with fat jokes. 
God, this, this company, company sucks. This dude. company really does suck. Fuck this company. I mean, TNA did some bad stuff, but nothing like that. Like nothing like. Jesus. Oh dude. my god. Nothing in like. So you have to look at it from like hindsight. So it's a, it's weird, but like in the seventies or eighties, anything approached this in like no, territory like wrestling. I mean, but there's no. like offensive like no. language issue, but like nothing like there's like this. there's like some mildly racist promos in the keep up 80s. the good work. You know that's what just, I mean? That's just yeah, I know. Be the hero. Like fucking <laughs> Iron Sheik calling you know junkyard dog a black savage or something like that. Roddy's uh, Ro- half and half. Roddy's half and half at WrestleMania six is questionable, but fucking Andre fucking him over. That's my. That's faith. the thing though, but Andre <laughs> fucked him over. That's my. Faith. Andre switched it so he couldn't wipe it off. Um, that was questionable at best. Um, the treatment of a adorable Adrian Adonis making him a gay character because he was fat. Canyon. Canyon. Oh, man, this company, dude. This Fucking is, hell. This company sucks. How again did we put, how did we blindly, like, worship this company for, like, decades? I don't know. For over 50 years. <sighs> over 50, I don't know. Yeah, this sucks, dude. Uh, we get a moment to go. Uh, what just happened? <laughs> Our next match is for the WWF Tag Team Championships. The Hardy Boys, hear me out, versus the Dudley Boys. Oh, shit, really? Uh, Jeff with a, goes to the top rope. Matt gets knocked in the ropes. Jeff and Matt argue until Bubble Double clotheslines both of them. Uh, Devon with a twisting back elbow to Jeff. Matt's that friend everybody hates. When he finally gets tail, he just turns into a douchebag. Real douche. <laughs> it's like, uh, God damn, dude. Going a few of those. Uh, Jeff with a head scissors take down to Bubba. Bubba hits the Bubba bomb on Jeff for a two. Jeff with a hurricane run into Bubba, Bubba for a two. Fuck that, dude. Matt with a twisting neck breaker to Devon. Matt with a DDT to Bubba. Hardy's hit poetry in motion. Jeff misses the Swanton. Divas, Divas, no, the Divas. Dudley's hit the was up on Jeff. They go for the table, but Christian runs down and hits Devon with a chair. Bubba ch- chases Christian up the ramp. Matt hits Devon with a twist of fate. And for the wins, your new WWF Tag Team Champions, the Hardy Boys. I completely forgot this title change happens. I did too. Uh yeah, I thought it switched later. Yeah, but uh, yeah, man, must be real memorable next three weeks. <laughs> as well, as Bubba's yelling, "Damn you, Christian! Damn you!" I can't remember what edges out of to, to to. I think he's filming. They say his back. I think he's filming uh the Highlander. Uh, Highlander. No, it was already done. That came out in two thousand. Was it? Oh, is yeah. it? I thought so. He'd already done it. Blade. Yeah. No, uh, no, that doesn't come out two thousand. Three? I don't know where he is. It's, it's interesting that he's not there. Well, they're doing a good job with Christian he, to keep um, them busy. Getting divorced and dealing with that? Because that didn't last long. <sighs> I mean, it could be, but during WrestleMania season, I think they'd tell him to get his ass there if he wasn't hurt. Yeah. I mean, if he was hurt, yeah, Scotty gets, look at Scotty. Take if he is hurt. Take marriage is in, pal. Get yeah. your ass to work. Look at mine. My, my bitch is in a sanitarium. Can't <laughs> grieve for, forever. One can't grieve forever. <laughs> I don't know who the fuck he is. Did he do TV around this time too? He was doing. I feel like he's probably filming something. To be honest, but I think he's filming something. It's bold to film in the middle of WrestleMania season, but okay. 
We go backstage with Vince talking to Regal. V- Regal loved what he did, what Vince did to Trish, or he did. Someone knocks on the door, and Regal opens it. And he's looking for anybody, and then Al's little people walk under him. And Regal's like, hey, excuse me. <laughs> excuse me. Al comes in saying that he wants to be commissioner because the people want him to be. Vince wants Al to wrestle in front of the people tonight against the hardcore champion, Big Show. Well, that's not going to be great for him. Uh, and then Vince well, tells, and then Vince tells well, the little people never to barge in this room again. I, I gotta say, I just love the spot of Regal opening the door, <laughs> looking left and right. And then they, the, the camera pans, and they walk in. It's like, it's like, what the heck? Excuse me, Regal is so good at comedy. Yep, like, it doesn't even make sense. He's he's good at everything else because he is so good at comedy. He is, yeah. Now he's hilarious. I mean, he's just great at everything. Goddamn, William Regal. Goddamn it. Treasure. Well, uh, backstage, we see Stephanie walking up to Trish. Uh, oh, Trish you know, Stephanie, know, glad that Trish knows her place in the food chain and tells her to go get some coffee, but it's not the coffee in the arena. I want a bitch douche splash joint extra soy foam latte cup drink. Let's call it a pussy drink. There it is. Yeah, uh, we get a moment to go. What just happened? We get a uh, backstage Christian calling Edge one eight hundred collect. Jesus Christ! Sir, first of all, sir, call ATT. You dodged straight on the center. Oh, How dare is. you collect? As, That's uh, WCW, sir. Operation E and C get the titles back are back on, <laughs> and then it pans out, and little people are all that that fucking little ten seconds made me feel so much older than anything else I've watched this. Yeah, show. I was like, oh my god, collect phone calls. Yeah, Uh Backstage, we see again Vince talking with Regal. Um, 10, 10, 10 20, baby. Long how surprises calls. might happen tonight as someone comes in and it's a woman because the camera pans down at the feet and then go all the way up, and it's Deborah. Oh, you couldn't tell because she's 85 years old and has gross legs? Yeah. I and mean, she's hot, right? Whoops. As Deborah's here to resign as what? lieutenant commissioner, <laughs> since Foley left, it hasn't been the same since. <laughs> Debra, well, now, now I'm gonna have to wait until SmackDown to do my Deborah dissertation. Deborah wants to be. Uh, <laughs> no, that's how you can do it here. Deborah wants to be a manager again, and then Vince brings up, "Well, you're married to Stone Cold. What does he have to say about that?" He's, he's fine. Don't worry about it. Are you fine. certain? Are you certain? I'm, I'm sure he's fine with it. Well, uh, be that as it may, I'd like you to talk to him first. Okay, I'll go talk to him about it. All right, thank you. Uh, God, she fucking sucks. Jesus Christ! Yeah, I, then, I'm just gonna do it here then. You Deborah, know what? Go ahead. I was going to say, Deborah goes, talks to Vin, Austin. Austin's like, you know you can't trust him. But Austin's like, if you want to talk about it, let's talk about it later. I got to get ready for my match. That's it. This might be controversial. What? The views expressed here are strictly the human wrestling database, Corey Maxone. I do not speak for my cohorts here. What? Has there ever been in the history of the professional wrestling business, a more talentless set of huge fake tits that have been on TV solely for that purpose. Sable. I mean, no. Even Sable brought more to the table than Deborah. She brings nothing. Nicole Bass? D- BB. Uh, no. Because like, it's Again, a, we're still in the it's same a, company. A, it's a couple weeks and they're gone. Like, this is a... There's nothing to it. There's no talent. God, Jeff Jarrett looked up. At all. Or Mongo. Mongo, I guess. First of all, and again, another interesting example, like my favorite one is Lashley with TNA. Another example of another company getting the most out of of a a performer 
who has no discernible talent. Lastly, has a lot of talent. Deborah didn't. WCW used her perfectly. The bimbo annoying trophy wife. Absolutely perfect use of her. Yep. What does she bring to this fucking company like, other I'm than fake tits? Legitimately don't think she can add five plus five. I think she's completely fucking stupid. Oh, I guess now she's got a fucking uh, degree from like Alabama and criminology or some from shit like that. Devry University. I don't know. I think it's from Alabama. Like the actual Alabama. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. but like, she's worthless here. She there's no discernible talent. She it's even like, it's just a pair of tits, and even and then they have plenty of them. Tits. Yeah, there's plenty of them. They don't need her. There's way younger, way hotter, way more talented people. They could just do the same thing with. In a business. Thanks, Steve. In a business that is filled, both male and female, mm-hmm. with atrocious acting. She's the worst at that, too. Like, she's literally the worst. I never uh, understood why she was so popular. I never got it. I was like, why? Because she put them big old titties in a size uh, youth small jacket. That barely buttoned over the top of them. This thing is like, if big tits are your thing, fine. They weren't even the biggest tits. And like then Trish and Sable were something but, like, what the fuck but, are we but doing? But she also wore the super short skirt with the long legs. But again, Stacy. Before Keebler was there. She was in WCW. We already saw those legs. Deborah was around before then. But Stacy's were better. Deborah in WWF was before Keebler even. So she was the first one with the long leg skirt thing yeah. by about a year and a half. So like, but when better comes around, I just kind of figure about the old. This sucks, I, dude. Yeah, no, it's terrible. God, she's fucking horrific. I'd ask you to add in Joe, but that's a lost cause. I'll move on. Uh, our next match is a hardcore championship match. This is Al Snow versus Big Show. Well, thank you. Al tries to sneak attack Big Show with the kendo stick. That's Show. funny. Show breaks it over his knee. Uh, Al tries to throw Big Show in the steps, but Show just clotheslines him and then throws snow into the steps. Al grabs a chair and Show just punches it into the face. Goddamn that sound it made. It's just him really punching a damn chair. Uh, Big Show and Al Snow brawl into the crowd, then uh, Show throws snow back in, over the barricade. Uh, Show tries to ram a chair into Snow, but Snow moves out of the way, and Show runs in the post. Uh, Snow with multiple chair uh, shots with a trash can lid. Snow steals a camera and hits Show with it. Then we get the replay of it from the camera's angle. I always love those. Um, Show tries to use the steel steps, but Snow hits the steps uh, with a chair, and then it falls onto the Big Show, but Big Show is able to kick out. Uh, Show then sets up six chairs, and then Big Show gorilla presses and drops Snow <laughs> on all six chairs, and then hits the final cut for the win. Ow. That spot looks so fucking brutal. I wouldn't take it. Holy Christ. At least when you do the one thing, it breaks away. You, you know, you just land on six chairs that don't move. Fuck that. This took a long time, too. Uh, then we go backstage with Vince and Deborah again. Hey, is everything cool? And she's like, yeah, it's cool. And then Vince like, perfect. I got somebody for you. Our main event is... The midgets. Maybe. Our main event is Kurt Angle and Triple H versus Stone Cold and The Rock. 
Um, they show Angle attacking uh, Sky Too Hottie. That hey, his angle is definitely broken. Vince comes out and introduces Deborah, and then inter- who comes up to the old Jeff Jarrett theme song, and then introduces Deborah Rude, as uh, Deborah's new manager, uh, who she'd be managing, and it's The Rock. Rock comes out and yells at Vince. Austin's music hits. Vince looks shocked, but Rock continues to yell at him. Rock uh, Austin comes in, grabs Vince by the throat, but Triple H stops Austin. Match begins. Rock with a smoke drop on angle. Triple H with a high knee to the Rock, and then clotheslines Austin off the apron for a cheap shot. Uh, Austin with the Luthez press on Triple H. Austin drags Triple H. Did Luthez ever do that? Yeah. No, yeah, that's why it's called that. But it wasn't like the guy wasn't coming off the ropes and looking so he would just jump on him like that and go down and pin him. Out of nowhere type thing. But it was like he'd like throw a bunch of right hands after that. No. No, because that he was a wrestler's wrestler. Back then it wasn't like what he would do is he would jump on you and you would go down and he would he would put pressure on your shoulders. And his legs would hook your legs so mm. that he's got you in a pin gotcha. and you couldn't kick out. Uh, Austin gotcha. drags Triple H into the post and rams his left leg into it multiple times. Austin then chop blocks him. Austin goes for the stunner, but Triple H throws Austin into Angle. Triple H then low blows Austin. Angle with an overhead su- belly belly suplex to Austin. Triple H with a neck breaker on Austin for a two. Austin drops Angle's face first into the top barricade after, and then rockets the hot tag. Rock with a DDT. Rock hits Angle with the rock bottom. Crowd erupts, but Triple H breaks up the pin. Austin, Triple H brawl on the outside. Angle puts the rock in an ankle lock. Deborah uh, is on the apron yelling at the ref. Austin breaks up the ankle lock and hits Angle with the stunner. Austin covers Angle, but Austin has to get up and t- uh, turn Earl around, who's still yelling at uh, Deborah. But Rock makes the cover for the win. Rock poses while Deborah claps with Austin's re- uh, facial reaction going, what is going on? I had an issue with that part of the end. I don't understand why Austin was mad. He wasn't the legal man. He couldn't have made the pin anyways. Rock was the legal man still. It was a like, little tiny thing that bugged me. I have an issue with the entire thing. Like that's, to me, this is the first misstep in what's been a wonderful build for the main event. Like there's no need... To do the whole Deborah being this. thrown in, no, I, I, all. I do. There's no need for it. It's to me, it's a misstep. I know it plays into like theoretically it plays into the storyline. It makes it look like the rocks even more possibly in cahoots. Oh yeah, he doesn't like this, but he's fucking mind games and all that, throwing you off the scent even more. Mm-hmm. But I just thought it was one step too far. I was like, yeah, this is pointless. There's already enough animosity. There's just the two alphas. You don't need yep. Deborah in the middle. Ever. I mean, I guess it brings out the paranoia in, in Steve Austin part that you want to see. Uh, I, but I will say this. Yeah. I kind of liked the ending of, like, I get it, the legal man thing, but like, I kind of like the fact that it's Austin hitting his move, and he's like, I'm making the cover, and then he turns around, and then the other one gets the gloat about that he got the W. But again, it's that you know, if 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 it was a tornado tag match, then who you know, you know, who cares about that? But uh, what was your favorite show? Oh, Raw was raw. better. Somehow Raw. Somehow Raw. It wasn't great, but Nitro was terrible. Well, let's check the ratings. 
Uh, last week, WCW, 2.05. WF, 5.1. Uh, it's coming off the pay-per-view. This week, WCW, 2.05. WWF, 4.5. They don't move anymore. Is this just like a station? Are they just like throwing out a number? Like not but like the TV people are like, oh, it's too boring. Probably. Like, uh, they probably got a 2.1, whatever. <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, 0.6 drop for one. Monday Night Raw. So let's go to our... Well, it's no longer... I mean, they were coming off of pay-per-view last week. Yeah. But they're they're in that range still of, you know, four point something to... If they're Since coming they up... with the TNN, they're usually between four, five, and five. And five. Yeah, like it's, yeah. That's, usually, that's their range. So let's go to our favorite part of this show. The award show! <laughs> Let's start off with best match. I mean, I'll go with that main event on Raw just because nothing else stood out. I went Chavo versus Helms. So to me, there was too much bullshit with Romeo and, and uh, fucking Skipper. I went with the main event on Raw. Plus Chavo was in it. Deborah's in the other one. Yak match of the night. Uh, mine is, I even wrote it down for once. Yeah, I gotta see what one it was. It was on WCW, and it was Luger and O'Hare. That wasn't great, but to me, it's Ivory and and Lita, and the whole Matt Hardy douchebag storyline. I said, get it off my fucking TV. Bod versus Haku and Rikishi. Yeah. Uh, Who was your MVP? Mine is Kurt Angle. I like this turn for him. He's the first champion, and I don't know, fifty-five years. That actually, like, is so pissed off that he lost his title. He made a character change. He wasn't just like, oh, gosh, darn it, I'll get it back again I mean, later. that's better than Cena no-selling it. Like, it's no fucking big deal. And there I, it is. Well, I'll get it back. I'll Kurt it was anyway. like, well, I was going to break motherfuckers' legs then. Fuck you. I like that a lot, actually. I thought Kurt had a good night. He had a good promo, like, good, you know, good in the match. I do like that. I guess, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll go with that because I didn't really have anybody in mind, so I'll go with Kurt Angle. I, I think he's real good. I will as well. Um... Who's your mode? Oh, man. Lex it, Luger. It was going to be Debra, but then Trish. It for sure was going to be Debra if the Trish thing didn't happen, but it's Trish. Mine's Luger. It's, it's, you're washed, bud. You are so fucking washed. Um, I'm almost... Because they are such a reprehensible company... I'm almost immune to the Trish strip. I was just like... I mean, you're not wrong. I was like, yeah, that seems about right. You're not That's wrong. That's about right. That's where uh, I figure they'd go. <laughs> okay, I, I like I feel bad giving it to Trish because like it's not like yeah it's storyline yeah, driven for yeah, her yeah. but like yeah it's just ugh. Uh, it's I'm going Luger to TV. I'm just going Luger. Uh, WTF? I think. Uh, I think. Yeah, yeah. mine was that. Uh, what an uncomfortable segment that was. Yeah, that sucked. Uncomfortable that segment. Was real rough to watch. Did you watch it with the producer? No. Okay. I, Don, I, I would have actually liked to hear no, her review on that. Oh, I think uh, <laughs> I can ask her what her thoughts were. She will uh, hit you in the head with a frying pan. Yeah. No, you I did didn't not write the segment. I didn't. I didn't. Uh, maybe, well, maybe you did. I don't know. I, maybe I didn't know you back then. Maybe you did write that segment. I, you know, for life. <laughs> am I right, guys? <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I did not watch with the producer, and I. Uh, it's a brutal fucking segment. It is. Jesus, dude. Honestly, like if I could have, like I would fast forward. If I could, I thought like he had to put like a dog collar. Like I actually thought it was worse than what it was, and it was still 
fucking horrendous. Oh, I'm sure in the original version it, went longer. it probably was. Probably had dog food. In yeah. my head, it went longer the first time. But yeah, this is rough. Oh my God. So we're moving on to the midweek horror stories as uh, we're on the road to greed as it's next Sunday. So uh, we're going to go to the midweek this week as uh, we can continue in Greensville. We're just Greenville. I'm going to call it Greensville. Uh, okay. Well, then, uh, just because you didn't bother to ask me, that's my what the fuck oh. of the evening. But that's too late now. You didn't even, you just skipped my ass I thought completely. you joined us with the... Uh... Nope, didn't say a word. No. <laughs> Where's your WTF? No, it's too late now. No, 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 no. No, we're coming back. Where's your TF? Uh, you adding an ass to Greenville now. <laughs> it's uh, pissing me off. Oh, okay. Good people of South Carolina, and especially Greenville, deserve better. Well, fuck South Carolina. Hey, I've got nothing against South Carolina. Um, I think you hate it from South Carolina. You got Carolina. Medford, right? Was it Medford? Medford, yeah. yes. And the Klamath Falls. That's what you did there. <laughs> and Meth Springfield. That didn't work. That, that, yeah. that didn't Methfield? work at all. Yeah. Um, Meth Gene. I think the <laughs> Spring Tucky, I believe they call it. Spring Tucky. Yeah. yeah. My bad, Corey. Gene, I thought you. I thought you tagged on with the. Uh, I mean, it's reprehensible. Yeah, but I, I, I guess I. I'm so used to it from Vince McMahon at this point that it seems about right. God. Okay, so we're going to Greenville mm-hmm. for uh, right. midweek, but you can go to NoSoEntertainment.com. That's right, NoSoEntertainment.com. We can find all the blogs, all the podcasts, everything that we do for you. You can find us on the socials at No Cell Entertainment or No Cell ENT on the Twitter, the Facebook, and the Instagram. And I'm uh, probably going to put us on that hive. Uh, you can listen to us on... I don't know what that means. It's a... It's a, on, it's a hey, can I copy your Twitter? It's but, a Twitter um, copy. Like, literally a Twitter l- copy. Literally copy. Hive. Look into it. The hive. Um, the first thing I saw was like a guy holding a towel. I'm like, what am I doing? What? What? How is this in my Hello, likes? Hello, ladies. <laughs> I digress. But you can uh, listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Bitch. And like always, you can listen to all of our podcasts wherever you listen to your podcasts. 